Section One of the Sins of Hollywood by Ed Roberts. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Dope. During the throbbing, feverish years of the World War, all roads led to France or Hollywood. The conglomerate, nondescript mass of beings of every hue and type that swept over the battlefields was no more complex in its composition, no more a mixture of oil and water, than were the high and the low, the vile, the vain, and the vicious that made up the mob which swarmed into Hollywood to dip its fingers into the pot of gold that was being poured from the movie crucible. No mining town ever equaled it. No mad, lurid, wild, and woolly border town ever attracted so many men and women of so high a station in life, or so vilely sunk, as did Hollywood. None of the country's historic bonanza towns ever beheld one-half the real money that moviedom bathed in. The Hollywood of those days will go down in history as the rainbow age of the mountebank and the mummer. The circus, the Uncle Tom shows, the medicine show, the carnivals, the physical culture fakes, the pony shows, the Wild West outfits, the concert halls, the dives, the honkatonks, and in many cases, the body houses, all contributed their quota to the studios of Hollywood. With them came men and women who had achieved worldwide fame. Actors, authors, dramatists, composers, dancers, whose names are indelibly written in the list of the world's great artists. When the shower of gold fell, this latter group held its wits in the main. Here and there one dropped into the mire of licentiousness and incest. But this was rare. The great actor of the spoken drama rarely got very far in the movies. He refused to fit into the scheme as laid out by those who held the purse-strings. It was the upstarts, the poor, uncouth, ill-bred roughnecks, many of whom are today famous stars and who never knew there was so much money in the world, who made the sins of Hollywood the glaring red sins they are today. After the first few weeks of plenty, of full feeding, the days of penury and vagabondage faded into the dim vistas of the past. Then came indulgence in the common ordinary vices of the average being. And still, the money lasted, and even increased. Then the appetites became jaded, and each tried to outdissipate the other. Strip poker parties of both sexes, wild drinking debauches and lewdness, motor cars in designs and colors that screamed and shrieked, dogs and cats as aids to stimulate the imagination. 
the odors of the tenderloin and the lobster palaces poor feudal mimicry then one day a certain well-known and muchly adored heart-breaking star of the so-called manly type taught them something new and this is how it came about this star who shall be called walter had tried out something in his mad endeavor to provide for himself a thrill not written down in the movie visologue walter sought out several habitues of the underworld of los angeles and visited with them consorted with them for the purpose he explained of obtaining local color once they induced him to try a shot of hop it was great he told some of his friends and yes-men they agreed that if he said it was great it was indeed great yes walter smoked an opium pipe and went back for more he tried snuffing a bit of cocaine that too gave him the desired kick he took a few shots in the arm ah that was still better he was getting on but why have his pleasures all alone walter was a good sort he wanted his friends to taste the sweets of life as he found them here's what he would do he would give a dope party obviously he could not hold this party at his own house his wife she too a star would object she didn't even know that walter had been trying out various kinds of dope but that was easy walter merely leased a cabin in laurel canyon and invited a few select friends to come and enjoy something new many attended margaret and mac vincent and jay frank and louise mary and mac and juanita all good fellows and friends of walter oh yes there was a chinaman there with his layout pipes and little pellets of opium but first they must try a shot in the arm my how they enjoyed that shot in the arm it thrilled the blase actor folk as they had not been thrilled since clara kimball young auctioned off her teddy bears removing them right before all the crowd sniffing cocaine through a little tube one end on which hung inside a vial of snow was another pastime which all hugely enjoyed it exalted and made other beings of them it was a thoroughly worthwhile party his guest told walter and he was pleased very pleased indeed if he had succeeded in bringing a few thrills into their uneventful lives lives too made up of many thrills but little else but the crowning event was when the chinaman entered and gave each of them a pipe and a pellet of opium 
Walter had fitted up cozy lounges for them to lie in. Soft, clinging curtains hung about them. Pink-shaded lamps shed a soft glow, and the Chinamen worked fast and soft-footedly. Luckily, the night was long. It was Saturday. None of them had to appear for work on Sunday. So all the rest of the night, and far into the next day, did they loll there upon the soft cushions and dream and well there are things that cannot be printed even for truth's sake one by one they staggered homeward vowing to return any time and partake of handsome walter's hospitality and they did for that was but the beginning. Today, the Chinaman has increased his output of pipes and pellets. He has two assistants, and he holds himself in readiness to answer a summons at a moment's notice to appear at somebody's home and help to make the night short and the dreams long. Today, the dope peddler is a common sight around the streets of Hollywood and once not so long ago the federal officers called upon handsome walter and talked things over with him they wanted to know if he was the go-between the man who acted as middleman for the actors and the peddlers of drugs somehow he got out of it at least he is still in pictures and out of jail but the dope users are increasing. Dope peddlers prevail. There is a handsome home closed temporarily on a certain fashionable street in Los Angeles, where if you could enter you would find the finest equipped dope outfit in America. Here come the players, mostly stars and near stars, to revel in poppyland. Here are held high revels, or such was the case only a few months ago, and here are the wildest of wild parties staged. Not so long ago, Dottie Pitchfork fought a duel with a former Follies girl with fists and vases, though it is claimed that hair-pulling constituted and really ended the argument but they are interesting parties for all that they must be interesting for there have been as many as a hundred guests at these affairs not all of them dope fiends but many of them are most of them are easy to pick out their nervousness betrays them the twitching of their mouths the snuffles the listless air of many of them a rather new and somewhat unusual dope lately employed is that of bromidia a drug which taken in teaspoonsful drives the user to continuous sleepiness swelling of the limbs and a lassitude that brings great surcease there are but a few of these however more of them preferring cocaine, a shot in the arm, and an occasional drag at the pipe. 
take for instance a certain young actor son of one of the country's foremost exponents of the spoken drama his face is yellow as saffron he is a pipe smoker twice his father has had him committed to sanitariums when his father's company comes to los angeles now the son secrets himself and after his father's departure writes and tells him how sorry he was to be away on location during his stay in the city then there is the case of the blonde with the scandinavian name last year it cost her a thousand dollars a month for her dope supply she uses cocaine and heroin goes to sleep on the set slips over to her dressing room takes a few sniffs and returns full of ginger only to fade away in a short time again a once noted songwriter now a movie scribbler spends the greater part of his income on drugs an actor who has had a long and successful career with two of the big companies is one of the list a well-known director is another a young woman star whose name has been very much in the public print of late is still another the list is interminable almost inexhaustible these indulgences are not always confined to the privacy of the home either in certain more or less public resorts one may upon occasion find well-known movie people partaking of either cocktails or other concoctions perfume dripped on sugar for instance anything and everything in the nature of what the jazz-mad world knows as a kick walter they say still persists in giving an occasional party though his wife has long since learned of his condition but walter has stamina he is still the handsome young devil he always was he gets away with it and even whiskey still has a thrill for him he dearly loves to go out to some other town of course and fight a couple of policemen tear out sections of the hotel lobby and throw dishes at the head waiter but there are two girls who regret that they ever attended one of walter's parties they were new at the game but they wanted to be good fellows they hit the pipe they took a shot in the arm they snuffed cocaine just as the others did one has returned to her home in illinois back to her parents where they say that the drugs have so eaten into her system that she is dying of tuberculosis the other driven to desperation because of the insistent demands of her nerves calling for drugs is now an ordinary streetwalker her place of business 
is a shabby rooming house in the underworld district of los angeles her beat is maine and los angeles streets occasionally when she can lure a sailor or a stranger to her room she gets from him whatever money she can and then as soon as she can rid herself of her companion she rushes frantically down to john and buys another shot it is all she lives for that shot and she prays nightly that she will not live very long there are other cases of course but it is the young and inexperienced who suffer most it is they who are driven to despair and there are many in hollywood today the federal officers are trying to stamp out the plague but somehow the dope users manage to obtain enough to keep them happy it has made wrecks of several once good men one of them in his efforts to break off the habit has gone into the wilderness he is trying to make a little farm pay him a livelihood and his wife is helping him and his estimable wife is helping him she has had a hard fight but they say she is winning over the drug but walter handsome debonair smiling walter goes serenely on having a handsome salary feeling no doubt that he is a benefactor to his friends didn't he give them a new thrill end of section one